Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. pretty rare that you hear about this type of crime in certain parts of the world, but when it does, the criminals in China can and will prove that they're not really any smarter than the ones here. Police in Handan, a city of three million, a couple of hours north of Beijing, responded to the Agricultural Bank main office to find that the vault had been nearly emptied. There were no signs of forced entry, no guards tied up or injured, everyone seemed to be going about their business, and suddenly... The money had vanished. Later investigators found, as you might expect, that it was an inside job. The man responsible had worked for the bank for years but had recently been demoted and decided to continue earning a fairly good living by gambling. So he stole the money from the vault and used it to buy lottery tickets. (laughs) I don't know if you could ever make a good living, Cliff, Uh, being a gambler. Agreed. Well, the news today is yes. scientists are saying that bottled beer yeah. is good for your stomach. Really? Yes. Cool. Something in the beer kind of soothes your stomach down. Okay. It uh, helps to growth the good bacteria in your gut. Okay. So I think the new motto now for Anheuser-Busch will be yeah. beer. It's what's for breakfast. <laughs> Remember... The faster you drive through a red light, the smaller the chance of you getting hit. (laughs) That's what I witnessed this morning, Oh, oh, you did? Yes, I did. (laughs) I didn't know that was actually true. That truck went vroom. When it makes sense, the least amount of time you're in the intersection. Well, that's true. But when that impact occurs, and trust me, it will, that speed is going to, well, it's going to cause a much greater force to be expelled on whatever it is you're hitting. A brand new department makes a debut... It's a subset of the morning roadshow department of Just in Time for Breakfast. How did I know that? <laughs> that and more on the news at 7 o'clock. What's this department called, Cliff? Uh, it's called If You Dare. <laughs> if You Dare. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Okay. This story comes to us not only from the morning roadshow department of Just in Time for Breakfast. It also has information provided by a brand new branch of that group called If You Dare. There's a suggestion now that the health department in Seattle update its list of grades that are given to restaurants after an inspection. After the Brave Horse Tavern there received a rating that says, this is on their official scale, needs to improve. Well, how far do they need to improve? The newspaper there, the Post-Intelligencer, says that at least 43 people have been sickened with a norovirus-like illness that include vomiting, diarrhea, body aches, chills, and fever, all after eating or drinking at the Brave Horse Tavern. And that means not only was the food infected, so was the alcohol. Eleven employees also had gotten sick. They'd gotten home and infected several family members as well. Health department officials say the last four inspections of the Brave Horse Tavern have found high-risk violations, but the management of the place says they're ready to move past all that, having shut down for cleaning and restocking with fresh food. The restaurant now reopened for business, if you dare. (laughs) That should be the name of the place. I'm serious. 
That would be... If you dare. If you dare. <laughs> I wouldn't be within a block of that place. Wow. I'm telling you. Mercy. No way. If the, if the drink <laughs> is making you sick, yeah. what's going on in there? I'm just going to have to make myself do this What's this that? weekend. What? I've what been putting about? it off for weekend after weekend. And what? Well, Cliff. What are you going to do? I don't know what the meteorologists are talking about on the upcoming winter, but I have yeah. a very, very bad feeling that it's going to be extremely cold starting next year. Like really? January, February. Think I just so, a, huh? It's just a feeling. And so this weekend I've decided yeah. I'm going to get the weather stripping out and I'm going to put it around the trap door in my long johns so that I'm nice and warm here at Country 981. Because you don't want you don't want a breeze blowing there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get the weather stripping out. I've been putting it off way too many weekends, and I'm going to get caught with my trap door open one of these times. So that's what my plans are. You got anything exciting planned well, this weekend? Well, certainly not like that. Well, that is a lot of excitement for me on a weekend, Cliff. I didn't even know you wore those, and now I wish I didn't, frankly. Well, when it's really cold this winter, you just gander your eye over here. No, I'm not. And picture my weather stripping. No. I'm starting to question, Cliff. Don't. I'm starting to question really hard that Santa Claus is actually a guy. I don't think... <laughs> well, who do you think Santa Claus is? I think it may be a lady. You think You think our whole concept of Santa and Mrs. Claus is backwards? I think it is. Really? Well, think about it. Okay. And this is why I don't think Santa could possibly be a guy. Why is that? There's no dude that I know yeah. that's going to be caught wearing red velvet. That's the first <laughs> thing. You know any guy that ever said, hey... Those red velvet pants look good on me. I make these red velvet pants look good. Yes, and throw a, and throw a jacket on me, too. That's right. I don't believe that. Some patent leather. I'm down. I'm down for that, yes, yes. And a big buckle. Well, yeah. Okay, the buckle, I've seen some guys on that. Yeah. But the red velvet, I'm going with that. And have you ever met a guy that can actually pack a bag? <laughs> have you? We're horrible at it. Well... That's true, I'm, I'm, by and large, although I would kind of dispute the fact that I'm pretty good at packing, but, but on historically, average, on average, dudes cannot pack a suitcase. And when we do, it's yeah. a, a throw-all. We just yes. throw it in there. You're right. And sometimes I've even stood on and sit <laughs> oh, on yeah. the package, trying to get it You've to show. you stood on the package. Yes, I have. So I'm <laughs> beginning to think, Cliff, that Santa Claus may mm -hmm. be a lady after all, and I'm okay with that. Cliff, I've never knowingly eaten gingerbread in my entire lifetime. Really? Have you? Oh, yeah. I mean, not very often. A couple of times, but I have, in fact. Well, um, yesterday, a yeah. young mm -hmm. lady came out with this announcement saying that the second annual yeah. gingerbread house competition is going to be held mm -hmm. at the Owensville Carnegie Library. Okay. Now, they've got different age groups and all of that, and you can call them at 724-3335 for mm -hmm. more information. What I found interesting was one of the yep. rules. What's one of the rules? The houses that you make for this gingerbread contest yeah. must be at least 75% edible. <laughs> they don't have to be homemade either. You can buy them kits. But I'm thinking... <laughs> but in, in either case, at least 75% edible. Yes, at least Okay. I wish my cooking was at least 75% edible. I've thrown away a lot of food. 
in my lifetime. Because it didn't meet the edibility requirement, I suppose. Yes, so I'm afraid I would have to be out on the gingerbread house, too. But really, no matter what you make it out of, yeah. everything's edible. You're just going to well. have the nerve to do it. I mean... I suppose. I mean, you could if you anything you can get in your mouth, you can probably swallow. So if you just have to have you know the guts to do that, and when I say guts, I really actually do mean guts. Yeah, yeah yes, you do. <laughs> we earlier this week we had a story about a guy who had the phrase "crime pays" tattooed on his forehead. Apparently, this guy in Ohio had said at some point, "Hold my beer." Authorities in Marietta, Ohio, now looking for 51-year-old Douglas Perry Christopher on a probation violation warrant. Wednesday issued an all-points bulletin in hopes of someone will provide information as to his whereabouts. Although on social media they do warn that if the public finds Mr. Christopher, they should just call 911 and not approach him, as they consider the man to be dangerous. So, how will you know if you found Douglas Perry Christopher? Well, he's 5 feet 10, weighs about 230, and has brown hair and brown eyes, and was last seen with a graying beard. Oh, oh, and there's one other thing. He has the phrase, pothead, tattooed over the top of his forehead. And right under that, a big marijuana leaf, and his eyebrows have been replaced with tattooed images of marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> A little bit of entertaining mugshot whenever they get him, Cliff. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I've ever even <laughs> contemplated somebody getting a marijuana cigarette mm. eyebrow. Um, That's a... <laughs> yeah. I don't think Willie would do that. I don't even think Willie would do that. I don't believe he would. You're absolutely right. Well, I'm not sure if you remember this from last year. What's that? But uh, if you remember, we mentioned that KFC was putting out the yule time logs that when you uh, light them okay. they smell exactly like their fried chicken as it's burning <laughs> down and the only way to get them last year was at kfc.com right. they had only a small limited number and by the time we i think actually announced it it was all gone yes well i remember that i've got two good pieces of news this morning cliff okay one of them yeah the logs are back again this year Okay. And the second thing is yeah. they've produced way, way more of them. Really? And you can actually get them at Walmart or at <laughs> Walmart.com, which leads me to believe yeah. there's millions of these logs. Well, there would have to be. I would think so. That will smell like <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken when they're burning. So, Cliff, my question for you would be, yep. mm -hmm. what would you yep. like your log to smell like? <laughs> <laughs> yes cliff me your log my log what do you want it to smell like and you can't go with bacon well no okay if i had the choice of having a log scent it burned it made a certain smell that reminded me of i don't know fun at the workplace <laughs> fun at the workplace you know that because i'm going to burn this at home clearly of course. What's when? When's the most thing that we have at, at here at work? Is when lightning strikes the tower and we get that funny electronic smoke in the building. Oh yes, <laughs> electric wiring. Yeah, smoking in the yeah. distance. The magic smoke of electronics breaking down and being gone forever. That's what your log would smell like. Yeah. All right. What about you? What are you going for? <laughs> well, I'm going to say it, but everybody seems to hate this smell. What's that? But me. What? 
My log would smell like Chanel number five. <laughs> I love that stuff. Because right. you certainly can't get around a girl to smell that. you got to smell it from your fireplace. Well, yes. And <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of going to Macy's and squirting it on myself out of the tester all the time. They're beginning to ask okay, questions that's, about that's me. That's weird. Well, I'm just saying. I <laughs> it's love just the smell. weird. I like that smell, but everybody else says it's an old woman's perfume. Yeah. Cliff, I hope we get some of those ornaments over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you for mean our for our tree? weed and cliff tree? Yes. We did ask for help. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully this weekend, <laughs> yeah. when our wonderful listeners are well, putting up their tree at home. They'll they'll find some leftovers or something else. I mean, we're not really going to be picky. No, you can make one. No, I don't you, care. You can, if you know. want, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You could fold up some aluminum foil and put a, put a hook on it and call it a Christmas ornament and bring it out to us. We're not going to be picky about any of that. And we'll let you put it on the uh, yeah. Morning Roadshow Christmas tree yourself. And if That's we're here, right. we'll take a picture of you. Yes, we will. We'd like to see what you look like <laughs> while you're, you know, all in excitement yeah. of helping us out, yeah. if you want to do right. that. Now, I don't want yeah. to sound needy, well, and, and I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm putting the pressure on anybody, right. or I'm always you're wanting just, something. <laughs> because I'm really, you are, it out there. you are always wanting something. I'm not wanting this. I'm and just you saying, are pretty needy. <laughs> speaking of that. And whenever you get something, it's never really good enough. Speaking of all of that. Yeah. That sounds a lot like Elfie McElferson <laughs> to me. Well, according to your description of Elfie, I'm... I happen to have a different one. I don't still don't understand why you're so being you're being so hard on a man who's down on his luck, or should I say, elf, who's down on his luck. Well, yesterday, you know, he left a voice message. He, and he had an issue. Needed bail and needed bail money in Des Moines, Iowa. And you helped him out. I and I'm glad we're out. done with all of that well, stuff. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> he called again. Apparently, things turned out for the good as far as the jail business goes oh, okay so you know we got that taken care of but what happened to him after that is actually kind of interesting so he called and left us kind of an update just to see what, and today he's not asking for anything so you're safe in listening to it 906 sure 906 is good 906 will be elfie time here yep. on the morning road show see what he wants now 47. Well, he doesn't want anything. Well, is Elfie ready to go, Cliff? Have you got him loaded up? Yes, in the I have uh, compiled the voicemail from Elfie McElverson, and it's ready to play after this song. All right. And you helped him out. All on your I own. I told you I helped him out, yes. All right. I handled it so you wouldn't have to bitch and moan, and yet you did anyway. We'll hear from the Elf Man coming up next. Cliff, this is Elfie. You know, when I ask you for help with bail money, I really hope you'd come through, because I got no one else to turn to. So thanks for what you said, but it's funny how the police here in Iowa won't take expired Holiday World tickets as bail money. And what the hell's a paddle pass? So once again, you let me down. I mean, I was pretty well up you-know-what creek without a paddle. But then, a funny thing happened. Turns out there's a rule that when you're in jail in Des Moines, Iowa, you have to wear one of those orange jumpsuits. And they didn't have one in elf size, so they let me go on my own recognizance, whatever that is. Anyway, I'm out. Got to figure out what to do next, though. Bye. <laughs> you sent him expired Holiday World well, passes to I, get him out I of jail? <laughs> I told you I handled it. I did the best that I could. And a paddle pass. We haven't had paddle passes <laughs> for in a, years, but yes. there was one in a file I found somewhere. I thought, let's try that and see what it does. I had no cash. I mean, just look at the hotel we put him up in when he was here. And then we had to buy those plane tickets on 
Will he make it airways? <laughs> That's where the whole thing started. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't wanting something. So maybe I was wrong, Cliff. Maybe he's not as bad as I thought. Maybe. Really? Maybe. Really? Well, I'm kind of having a little change I mean, of heart. <laughs> change of heart? Yes, he's gotten out of jail on his own. He's doing his own thing. Yeah. long as I don't have to mess with him, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> and it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Now, there's a lot of strange stats in sports. Especially baseball. Yes. But here's something you probably didn't know about the NBA. Okay. They actually keep track of how far each player runs in a game. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know that. If you go to the NBA's official stats page, you will find the speed and the distance numbers, which show the distance in miles traveled, broken down into offense and defense. Really? And the average speed Mm -hmm. that a player moves. (laughs) So at the moment, That's got to be embarrassing. Yes. (laughs) At the very moment, this very moment, Toronto's Fred Van Fleet... Okay. He used to play for Wichita State, as a matter of fact. Okay. He has the most literal mileage this season, mm-hmm. averaging per game yeah. 2.84 miles <laughs> Really? that he runs. That's it? Well, think about it. The court's 94 foot long. Yeah, I'm just saying. He runs approximately the full court 160 times a game. Okay. I wouldn't want to do that. No. Now I did take a peek at soccer, even though it I was going to disgusted say, me a little. I, was, I did take a peek. I at was, it. I, and in fact, when we when we threw out this topic, I too pulled up the stats for soccer because I know because from watching soccer on TV, this is a stat they show in the graphics of the TV production. Yes. Now it depends on your position. Obviously, right. the goalie. Yeah, he pretty well stands in one place until it's time for him to dive into the dirt and break a rib. <laughs> did did you have the stat there, yes. Cliff? On the average, the soccer player will run seven miles every match. And so, some as many as nine and a half. There you go. But mostly seven. I'd like to be the goalie so I don't have to do any running. <laughs> and I'd kind of blow off the diving the in the diving, dirt, too. Right. Oh, that's I'm sorry. I'm just, just out of my reach. I might not Couldn't even jump there. much, either. Yeah. But all of that, uh-huh. you can take to the bank. I don't know if you saw this, Cliff, but yeah. it happened in Italy. What's that? Firefighters were called out to rescue a man who thought he was a cat and got himself stuck <laughs> up a tree. He thought he was a cat. Yes. Meow. And they took him straight to the hospital well, of course. to evaluate him. Absolutely. And don't you bet, right now, he's driving yeah. the nurses and the staff That's absolutely right. crazy. Because he won't go use the bedpan until you put some cat litter in it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> well, Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Beer. It's what's for breakfast. <laughs> number two. At least 75% edible. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. I make these red velvet pants look good. Said no man ever (laughs) that has any sense. Is that not true? Yep, it's true. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.